Yo, what's going on, internet people? Welcome to the Game Time Podcast, episode three. If this is your first time stopping by, thank you so much. Uh, I'll give you a quick little rundown of what goes on here. Basically, I just play games that I want to play that I never got to play, never got to beat, and then I ramble about them with friends and strangers. Uh, I tried solo last week, didn't like it. Not my jam right now. Just last week, I heard one of the best people to ever do this shit say that the only way to get better is to log hours behind a microphone and see what works and what doesn't. So that's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, This isn't supposed to be perfect. I'm keeping this super casual, going at my own pace. That's enough rambling for now. My name is Cole. You can call me Jaja or Veg or Cole, whatever you want to do. Today, we're talking Batman for the NES. My buddy Josh joined me for this one, and I really, really like this one. I think this is the best one we've put out yet. So without further ado, let's get into it. I guess we can just start with you introducing yourself. <laughs> but <laughs> this is my buddy Josh. Welcome to the Game Time Podcast. Hello, how's it going? Hey man, how are you doing? Pretty good. Um, excited to talk about Batman. Yeah, we're finally doing it, man. It's been what about a month since you came over and yeah, played it? It's been a few weeks. Yeah, it's been a minute. I was starting to get skeptical that this was going to happen, <laughs> but I was super stoked when you hit me up today and said you could do it. Oh yeah. What you been up to? Skating. Playing video games, enjoying the weather as it starts to get warm and not too hot. Mm -hmm. What have you been playing? Uh, A lot of Elden Ring right now. Um, Mainly just that. Before then, uh, Dying Light. And then just watching speedruns, really. Yep. Oh, yeah, you're a speedrunner. I forget about that sometimes. Perfect game we're going to be talking about today for speedrunning. Yeah, it's... It's crazy what it, when we played it, it took, what, say three, maybe three to four hours to beat? Yeah, I'd say it was about four hours, give or take. Yeah, so to give the backstory, uh, I was talking to my buddy Josh here about this podcast and what I wanted to play, and he said I had to play Batman for the NES, and he promptly came over the next day and brought it over and we couch co-opted it for about four hours and that basically just meant me watching him play it it's it's because <laughs> i couldn't uh yeah it's it's definitely a game to just knock it out like uh there's no safe states there's no safe codes no level codes that i know of if there's cheats um i i have not looked them up yeah no doubt yeah, it's a tough game, man. There's no way I could beat it. I tried to emulate it the other day and just like play a little bit around with it, and I was like, this just isn't happening. I didn't get past the first level. No, it it is uh, based off the 1989 Batman with Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Oh, it is. Okay, so the Joker in the end, the end boss, is actually supposed to be Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, if you've never seen that that movie, or if it's been a while since you have seen it, it's definitely worth a rewatch. It's by far my favorite Batman movie, and it's it's the original. Yeah, no doubt. It's definitely been at least fuck man, I'd say like fifteen years since I've seen it. I mean, I was a kid, so probably longer than that, like twenty. Dude, I, I was probably 15 the first time I had seen it, but growing up watching Batman like cartoons and uh, Batman Forever and all the other awesome Batman, uh, just anything Batman really, I was straight up Batman kid. You're the Batman kid, huh? <laughs> More of a Spider-Man kid myself, but I got mad respect for him. 
Batman game, it takes off. You start off with uh, the Batmobile, kind of what they could make it look like it was driving down the street, and then you immediately get put in to like a sewer type level. And uh, it even has like... Uh, Let's see, As, at the beginning of the game, it's got Michael Keaton popped up, just a little imagery of him. And so, you play as Michael Keaton's Batman, and then you're going after the Joker, which is Jack, uh, Jack Nicholson. And the game, the game's dark, kind of uh, gloomy-ish, uh, a lot of black and purple and blue. The enemies are just insane it's almost like a castlevania game uh except you're batman yeah i was under the impression when we were playing through it that this was like a scrapped castlevania game but upon further research uh we found out it's not it's just similar or i guess over the years it's been just kind of like you know looked at through that lens of castlevania ninja gaiden type game so i don't really know how people started to to think that but i believe it you know when i see yeah it, it, it it's very similar it to that. It plays like the side-scrolling platformer with uh, just not really a montage, but a bunch of enemies spawn in and move, you know, from one side of the screen to the other. It mm -hmm. um definitely a little challenging. And Batman only I, Fuck yeah. he only has like four <laughs> four weapons. And yeah. we'll see. You got the Batarang. You got like a little bat gun. And then you got one that shoots like discs that turn into three weapons. So, mm -hmm. and then you also have your fists, which is you cycle through those weapons pretty, pretty easily. You just use the select button, but um, doing everything at once, moving, jumping, and then also changing your weapons because you want to use different ones for different enemies. Um, right. My favorite was was probably the batarang. The uh, you can hit an enemy more than once, and you can kind of stun lock them in place. I know that's uh, that is like the one, basically the big strategy for the for the first level boss, which is the Mothman. He uh, he'll kind of jump back and forth, and uh, mm -hmm. if you just get him in the right right position, you can stun lock him, and you can hit him. I think maybe three times with a battering, and you can just fire batterings back and forth, like one after another. Yeah, which guy was that first boss? It was the Moth? Yeah, it was the Mothman. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And there are uh, five stages, five levels, and I think each level has, like, three sub-levels in it. So you got, like, 1-1, one, 1-2, one, one, and I think 1-3 is the, uh, you know, is the Mothman. Yeah, they're like the worlds, kind of like in uh, Super Mario, yeah. you know? Yeah, for like sure. Like a sub-level and, like, Did the whole aspect of a level. Did you ever play this as a kid? Because I, I don't remember ever seeing it. And we basically had a box of NES games growing up that never, you know, at least in my eyes, they never any added to it. They were just always there, and I never had this yeah. one. So. No, I, I actually didn't. Um, I didn't pick this game up or really even know about this game until early 2015. I had... Mm -hmm. I'd, got the urge to start collecting and playing classic games like uh really just classic nintendo games um so i went to a pawn shop out in kansas and this this kid came in i was like sitting there looking at all the product and this guy was selling a atari and a nes and the nes had was it uh mario bros and duck hunt with uh he mm -hmm. also had two controllers and then the duck hunt gun but he the second game was batman and I had overheard the uh, pawn shop owner uh, tell him, like, man, I can only give you, like, $30 for both the Atari and the NES. And the Atari had, I mean, two shoe boxes full of Atari games that, thinking about it, probably should have snagged that up, too. But I uh, was kind of eavesdropping and told the kid, I was like, look, man, I'll give you $30 just for your Nintendo things. And I feel like it was almost a steal. I yeah. went home. 
hooked it up. Everything worked fine. Didn't I don't even think I had to clean the uh, cartridge for Batman. And went at it. Took me about six months of... Holy shit, no kidding. Yeah, the, <laughs> six months to get well, through it? Well, it was like, the first time I played, I think I made it to the second boss. Which is like, uh, yeah. let's see, I believe it's two robot type type enemies and uh mm-hmm. they were just it was tough wasn't really like ready for it um but yeah it it took a little bit it took a little bit of getting used to the mechanics and everything because i didn't really ever play like mega man or any type of side scroll shooter action game the most i did play was like um like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like uh, party mm-hmm. party type arcade style games, but yeah, the right. the first time I tried it, I think I got to the second boss, and that's that's actually the machine that you have like three different parts. It, one it shoots a laser, oh, the yeah, other one's yeah, a button yeah. that you gotta you gotta go from uh-huh. like bottom right, top left to far right. And um, yeah, and it's like shooting that shit at you, and you're like dodging, yeah. weaving in and out, trying to get to each part. Yeah. yeah, you got, and then you got the laser beams coming down, and it's, it's a, it's a little much, especially like I didn't understand it, didn't know that much about it, and like I just gotten the cartridge, so I didn't have the, the book, the manual, or anything that had had come with it. And uh, right. yeah, the first time I played it, I got maybe to like the second level boss, and then kind of set it down for a little while and then picked it back up when I moved back to Tennessee and had a roommate that uh, me and him would just just sit together and play games and help each other get through it if we didn't see what each other was doing wrong. Um, right. So the first time actually beating it, it was a, a play, I think when I from the moment I turned it on, it was about five hours of just dying and trying trying my hardest to get <laughs> yeah. through through this game because it is real close to castlevania and ninja gaiden where just onslaughts of enemies and everything's on a cycle and you got to hit the perfect buttons and then his jump meter not really a meter but um it's almost like the mario games where the longer you hold a the higher up you jump and with this batman game he can wall cling and there's like certain mm-hmm. gaps to where, you know, you you can't just hold A and you can't just tap A. Like you gotta just a fine line in the middle to get that like medium yeah, yeah. perfect jump. And if you don't, you might die. And then um, you start the level over, and it's a lot. Yeah. Like it's, there's no game overs in this game, which which is really good because there's no level codes. And so like if you're just at it, it uh. You'll 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 eventually get to it because you never really have to start the whole game over. Yeah, yeah, and I really appreciate that in older games because there's a few that will game over for you and it fucking sucks. Oh yeah. But the ones that the ones that at least give you the checkpoint, like at the world you're in. Oh, definitely. So much better. I mean, I honestly think that this game. I don't know if it, it's not as hard as Ninja Gaiden, but. It is very difficult. I would put it way above Mega Man or Castlevania. Castlevania is like, it's hard, but it's a different kind of hard. Like, they share similar elements in the difficulty as this, but I think this is harder. I, I really think this is the the hardest, maybe not the hardest game on the NES, but it's in the top five. It definitely makes the, the lists uh, that I read about online. Oh, definitely. It, it is maybe one of the hardest NES games ever made, and, I, and I'm... We'll get to it. I'm almost positive it's because of the final fight. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. We'll get there. We'll get there. Man, that was a adventure watching you play that. <laughs> we'll get. To yeah, that, it was though. wild. <laughs> it's no. Yeah. So it is, yeah, like we said though, it is a side-scrolling uh, NES game. You know, you kind of start at the bottom, and then you you work your way right. They all start from the left, and then you kind of go right. There, right. you know, you might do a little bit of like maneuvering left and right and up but um it's all excuse me it's all pretty simple with with the whole level you can't get lost there are dead ends but Mm -hmm. it's like you know it's not going to destroy anything um right one of the things about this is it is a there's random item drops kind of like in castlevania whenever you like hit a lantern 
and just like Nin Ninja Gaiden, if you said to you know kill an enemy, um, you get little pellets in this game, and you can either get a Batman symbol, which will give you a, it's like increases your uh, point, like your score, your uh, all around score, and then you can get pellets that are your ammo, for like your battering only costs one. Um, the gun costs, I think, one or two, and then the dirt costs three. That and the, the dirt's the one that goes into three blades, kind of like it like spreads mm -hmm. out to three batterings, so say. Um, now, the item drops are random. You can get the oh yeah, the third one's a heart, so you can get uh, a Batman symbol that increases your overall score, uh, a pellet which is your ammo for your weapons, or you can get a heart. And you can farm the hearts back and forth, too, if you can get the enemies to keep respawning. But it's never consistent. It's all random. Well, I think we can't continue without talking about the soundtrack. Oh, man. The soundtrack is by far one of my favorite soundtracks. And I believe that the composer, the guy that made the music, how to make it just as good as the original soundtrack for the movie. Because in case you didn't know, Prince <laughs> does the entire soundtrack for the first movie. No yes. shit. I did have no idea. Oh, it, no clue. It's awesome. Like It's definitely worth oh, the rewatch. I gotta go back. Prince, uh -huh. I mean, at late 80s, early 90s, Prince even came out with like a whole... Because uh, he was an artist. You know, It wasn't just music. If you look at any of his right. old music videos, it's like, it's kind of theatrical. You know, like, it's a whole aspect is you know he's he's just he's such a good artist and the music in this game is so good it's it's one of the best and i would i believe it is the best in my opinion um it's groovy kind of electronic but it's like yeah it's it's, it's really good oh it is it's fantastic i mean it's crazy how like i don't how great little 8-bit video game music can yeah be. definitely and this is this is a prime example of it i don't know if it's the best but it's up there man it's it's high up there i think i think it's my favorite part of the game um there's something just really like charming and nostalgic about that first level uh music i'll uh i'll it'll definitely be there will be some in here in this podcast probably in the intro but the um the person that composed it was actually Naoki Kodaka. And he had done um, some games with the NES. and the Well, he did the NES and the Sega Genesis version of this game. And Kodaka also produced music for other Sunsoft titles, including Journey to Silius and Blaster Master. And um, in case we didn't say it, it is a Sunsoft game. And I believe they, uh, they come out with like more... Um, games related to like tv and movies and oh. aspects like that so they had done other stuff as well okay that's cool yeah see yeah they did the goonies and just a few other like kind of movie title games um pretty pretty good definitely a, mm -hmm. i'd probably download the soundtrack and listen to it while i skated or something just to keep me pumped up dude i actually do shit like that i've done that with this game I'll just be at work and at my job, you know, I can have headphones in all day. Like, you know, that's just what we do. Yeah. And I will just put on gaming soundtracks. I listen to the Castlevania one all the time, Mega Man 2 all the time. And this one I've listened to a handful of times, except for, what is it, the last level? That music <laughs> just gives me anxiety. Yeah. Because I've watched you play it so many fucking oh, times. Yeah. <laughs> that Dude, one. and the worst. I think the one that got me was... For the for the third world, it was with the jumpers just kept dying to them, and then um, the music just—it's really good. It's a really good soundtrack. But when you're stuck on a level for like an hour, it could kind of get repetitive and easily stuck in the head because it mm -hmm. what the songs maybe thirty seconds to a minute long, and then it, you know right. it's just kind of set on a loop. It just loops back and back. And yeah. the game is again and again. It is difficult, so you will listen to it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. But it's 
it's one of the best ones to listen to over and over again. Yeah, that third level with the jumpers was about my cutoff point of being able to play this game. I We passed it back and forth a little bit up until then, and that's when I was like, yeah, you know, you, you got this. Like, I'm just going to watch. <laughs> but it was a really cool experience, just like couch co-op in an NES game. I mean, fuck, dude, I haven't done that in so yeah. long. It was just so fun to yeah. do. And, like, my girlfriend was there, too, and... We just, I don't know, we just had a great time. Yeah, it was awesome. It was about, yeah, about three, four hours of play time. Enough for my finger, mm-hmm. for my thumb to get hurt. From Yeah, by the time you were done, you had, like, the start of a callus on yeah, your thumb. Yeah, it was like grip thumb whenever you, you know, <laughs> you got fresh grip tape on the board and you constantly throw it down and get your fingertip uh-huh. raw. It, uh, yeah, that, that third level boss, man, where you, that... The third level boss is the one where you do have the uh, kind of two squares. It's just, it's it's pretty insane because you got to take them both out. But once you take out one of them, the other one turns faster. I don't remember off the top of my head the fourth level. What was the fourth level? I remember the jumpers for sure. I don't remember what the fourth level was though. Um... Yeah, I fucked that up. The fourth level is actually the boxes. So the third world is the underground conduit. And basically go through there, jumping around enemies. You got electronic boxes and uh, kind of like robot type things that drop from the from the ceiling. They come down and chase after you. You can you can take them out. You can jump over them. They constantly farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really farm, but they constantly drop down if you're within range. Um, and then... Um, that exit, or not exit, that boss is the uh, electrocutioner, and he kind of swoops down left and right, um, and you can stun lock all these enemies, And it, but if you don't get the stun lock and you hit them before they hit you, um, they won't do damage to you because it's like, it's kind of the same thing as a stun lock, but it's kind of like a damage boost where, um, mm-hmm. you know, they won't hurt you, and then the uh, fourth fourth world's the laboratory ruins and you basically just go through a lab it looks like a bunch of sewage kind of toxic waste stuff going through there it's a uh, it's a little bit challenging because that that one has a lot of the enemies that jump back and forth um mm. that one's got the two bosses or the the two electronic boxes squares that you kill one the other one gets faster and in the speed run of it, it's it's insane how like pixel perfect you almost have to be to basically damage boost and get through this boss without without getting real real damage. Because I mean, that took a minute. I mean, it took probably 20, 30 minutes to finally get through it. Whenever we were playing it, because it just like couldn't find the right cycle or mm-hmm. um, because those bosses move kind of on a track and they're positioned against each other. You know, they could be closer, they could be far, further apart, so it'll be a little bit hard to get one damage boost through them and then be ready for the second one if uh, if the RNG is just a little hectic with it. Right, yeah, the damage boxes, or the hit boxes in this were pretty crazy. Some of them were super tiny. Deadshot actually makes a appearance in this game, too. He's... Uh, the first enemy that you get to before, or not the first enemy, but he's the one enemy sitting there with his back kind of against the wall when you finish the first world, or not world, but the oh. but when you finish 1-1. One, one, he's the one that you mm-hmm. run away from. You Well, you can either kill him or you can jump over and get to the exit. But, uh, yeah, that's probably the first time Deadshot was in a game. And uh, Yeah, I don't even remember that. Did you kill him or did you jump oh, over him? Oh, definitely jumped over him. <laughs> yeah like, okay i i get vaguely to the level. remember i vaguely remember that <laughs> uh, yeah it's insane there's a lot of original backstory probably to this game where some of the enemies and the locations because um, it's not completely spot on with the movie but right. some of the um some of the areas would relate to like um comic book style batman where 
it's just yeah some of the enemies in this i did not have any idea where they were from and you're probably more educated on the batman series than me but i didn't recognize a lot of them um i really got educated through the series or like really batman as a whole as watching the cartoons of course the movies but the batman video games that came out for the xbox 360 and mm. you know the later consoles those are all really good and there's one of them i think batman origins where i think a lot of the bosses in that that game are uh from pre-joker times and oh okay like firebug little uh-huh. Guy flies around, lights stuff on fire. I know he's in one of the original comic book villains. And he, uh, I believe he's the f- fourth. He is the fourth boss in the game. Okay, and yeah. that's when, after you finish the laboratory ruins, you go to the cathedral. And you get there because the, the transmitter leads Batman there. And... Mm-hmm. In between each level, there's like a little bit of like a cutscene that that they could do. It's kind of like a almost a still image with like a couple, not really still, but it's just like a little picture with small dialogue. And yeah, like a cutscene that they could do with that. Yeah, time. yeah, a little eight bit. Mm-hmm. Such a great game. They did such a good job. Yeah, you you head to the cathedral for the first wor- for the fourth world, and when you get to the end of that that world you do fight the firebug and it's just after after you kill him it's on to the main boss and that is the joker wait there's one right before the joker yeah that's firebug talking about that's fire yeah okay yeah i remember us getting stuck on him for a good while and then we beat him and then we died yeah and then I was like, oh, fuck, we're going to have to do that again and fight a Joker. But luckily, it saves you right by the Joker. Yeah, it's so. like the only thing the game it, like actually gives you. Um, yeah, you fight the Firebug, which is, as you said, is he's a menace. He is. It's so frustrating, man. It was, I mean, we sat there for almost an hour, probably. I'd say 45 minutes to an hour just trying to beat this boss. And after you, if he kills you, you go back to the start of like four three and yeah yeah. so you don't have to start the whole world over you just got to start that specific level over and the whole time you need to get through the world or get yeah you need to get through that level to get to firebug basically damage free so whenever you get there you just uh you've got as much possibility to take hits and then if you die and and you still have lives left over, it sends you straight back to the fight. So you don't actually have to start the level over until you get a game over. But the the path to get to that to get to the fight is probably one of the hardest sections in the game. Because you Oh no doubt you have to jump up the tower, you gotta do the wall jumps in between electrical fences, uh, uh spinning blades, um, enemies, little like hook shot robotic enemy that will just terrorize you you get hit by it on the wall or jumping it just sends you back and when you get hit in this game batman kind of stutters like a still frame backwards and it's just it will send you into your death it's (laughs) it's so bad (laughs) and then like we had mentioned earlier with the with the jumping inputs you yeah you 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 can't just tap it because if you tap it you're you're just gonna fall straight down. But if you hold it too far, you're gonna jump into one of the blades that you. It, it's it's just there for you to die on, basically. Yeah, that final stage wall jumping up to the top is like so pixel perfect, and you got so good at it by the end of it. Like you weren't you weren't making mistakes. Just like there's just like a little square that you can fit on and then you have to like immediately punch an enemy and then you got to like switch to the batarang and then another wall jump. It's fucking insane, yeah, man. Yeah, and some of those blades are hanging down lower than where you can actually mm-hmm. jump through. So just imagine you have this tiny tunnel and half the ceiling is dropped down. So but you have a ledge. So you run off the ledge and you do a quick turnaround, which on the NES, you just hit back. But it's like, you know, like you had said, it's almost like frame per. You probably have three frames to turn around. 
cling on the wall and then jump over without taking damage and there's about four of those jump well there's two of those jumps and then there's other jumps that are really um button jump specific you know and like you got to time it right you got to hold it right and then yeah that's so many times playing that part and just <laughs> dying it's i'll never forget it it uh it's definitely a challenge and when you beat this game it's it's worth the victory and the accomplishment that knowing that you did do it even getting to the end even getting to that to the firebug fight it's just such an accomplishment to make it through that part of the game and know yeah knowing that all right man this is it but then you get to the firebug fight with one health and then next thing you know you're starting the the level all over again and again and again, <laughs> and again and again over and over i probably i mean i didn't keep count i probably i, I kind of wish i would have but this probably took just this section i would say over an hour i'd say it's pushing two two hours that we spent in this last level trying to get past it yeah definitely and then whenever we had because it let's see it's been it's been about seven years since i had played it since since i think the last time i had played it was 2015 so um it had been about seven years and I mean, I remember that the game was great all around, like one of my favorite NES games. But I did forget whenever you, if you die or when you beat Firebug, but you die on the on the final fight, which is the Joker. Oh, spoiler! Right. Um, <laughs> that you you don't have to fight Firebug again, but you do have to make it to the end of the world, to the end yeah. to the end of the world level without. Really, what I think, without taking damage, because you need as much leniency as you can on the Joker fight, because he hits so hard. He um, right, it's like a two shot, basically. Yeah, right? basically dead after two. Yeah, um, and he has the gun. He um, he, yeah, he's he's got the gun, and the gun is just like in the movie, like it's <laughs> it's like a two foot long barrel on it. Um, yeah, it takes up the whole entire screen, basically. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's insane. Like, it's so insane how powerful he is. And then he'll pull it out and shoot you, and it it takes two or three hearts away, and you don't really have that much life. But right. um, if he hits you three times, maybe um, it's so easy to die. Um, and then he'll also sh- like rain down. It's so funny. He'll rain down lightning at, at you, and there's like small frames in between the lightning strikes where you can stand. But mm-hmm. if you stand too far away from the Joker, right after the lightning strike, he'll pull out his gun and he'll hit you. So and if he hits you with that, you'll be stun locked, and then he'll maybe rain f- uh, lightning down again. So you'll be stun locked, and he'll just constantly attack you and hit you and then next thing you know you're dead um if you get in between the the lightning strikes then he can still shoot you if you're like two strikes away from him but if you there's like a fine point to where the damage comes from the end of his barrel and not him as like um not his body so you can stand in between him and the end of his barrel but that's also kind of the spot where the first lightning strike will hit. So there's a way to just get lined up perfectly, basically, to where you don't have to worry about the two, three damage bullet that he's going to shoot you with. And you can kind of dodge the lightning strike. And you could, this fight can go really, really easy, or it can just be a menace and take you forever, forever to beat it. Um, I'd say it took us, what? maybe between 10 and 20 tries and fuck dude yeah probably more <laughs> it was it was a lot oh, definitely i think i think it was in the 20 to 30 yeah. range I, I it wasn't 10 it, uh, <laughs> getting back to that fight too just going up that tower is another yeah, challenge on its own 
if you just had a checkpoint at the Joker's door, it wouldn't be that bad. Like, yeah, not at all. And you could just run in, but holy shit. Then there's another, like, every time he kills you, then you've got a platform for another 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And you might not even make it up there. Like, holy shit, there's no way. Like, I don't think I could beat it now. I damn sure couldn't beat it when I was a kid. There's no way. Like, yeah. And that's the funny part is that it's Batman and kids love Batman and that like anything with Batman on it, they probably bought or wanted. Oh, definitely. If, if I saw this as a kid, I, w- I was a Sega Genesis kid growing up. And like, like, like you had said, you, you, you had that box of games and it was just, there's n- really nothing ever added to it. But, um, you know, you just had what you had. It just, you know, for me, kind of the games just appeared. And right. if I was to even see this as a kid, I would have been like, I want an NES and I want Batman. That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you end up beating the Joker? Uh, You got in the frame? You got in the lightning frames between the barrel of the gun? Yes, sir. And was that a challenge? Definitely. And it felt great. Just button mashing. Um. Batman will throw out a punch every time you hit the hit uh, B, and if you just, I bet you if you had a turbo controller, the fight would probably be twenty seconds if that, because um, you can just constantly spam the button. But right, um, yeah, just swapping between punches, getting in that that little pixel perfect area to be able to get like get the range closer, so he doesn't really shoot you. He sends out more lightning strikes. Um, and then when he does get far away, he'll kind of dart left and right from the screen as he, like, shoots lightning down at you. Um, when he turns around at you after he goes across, um, there's a chance he'll shoot you or pull out his gun and shoot. And if you're not close enough to him to be on the inside of the barrel, um, you can throw out a battering. And if he shoots you but he's kind of stun-locked, um, the bullet won't do any damage. So there's ways, you know... It'll be easy, but I think more or less it was like maybe a couple of the battering tricks and then uh, just getting real close to them and button mashing. I mean, this I'll, if only the NES controller was a little bit softer because you'll probably come out of this game with bruised thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember your thumbs were all sorts of torn up. Sitting there playing the game and you hear the controller cracking just like because, you know, yeah, they're kind of a little, little tough. Yeah, yeah, dude. So you beat Batman, and then you throw him off the the uh, the cliff, right? And he falls to his death, right? Batman kills him, basically, right? Um, yeah, I think he might fall in the pit. It's either I think he does fall into something. Yeah, I think it was like, at least from my perspective, it was kind of implied that Batman actually killed him because, like, Batman typically doesn't do that yeah <laughs> in any other place so it kind of like threw me off i was like wait did he just kill him or was that did he fall into something and then he comes back later i don't know it just seemed very strange yeah so based off the movie the this game it's very similar it takes the aspect of the movie but you don't really know it until you get to the very end um you know just like the the famous quote have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight um you get a small cutscene before the end of the Joker fight, and then after you beat him, you know, Batman's like, I know you murdered my parents. Sucker punches him, then he falls out of the cathedral window and, and falls mm-hmm. down to his death. And then uh, you kind of see, like, a still image of him laying on the ground under a spotlight. Um, it's still, I mean, orange, green, black, blue, and purple, you know, real kind of dark, kind of temp. You know, they. I feel like they took the Tim Burton aspect because he did direct the first uh, movie, and they kind of left the dark imagery. Um, they like brought it over to this game as well. Mm. But yeah, he. Uh, you punch Joker out of the cathedral window, and he falls, fall, falls down to the spotlight. That's all we know. We don't know what happened to him for real. <laughs> um, now, if you was wanting to purchase this game. It does go for fairly cheap. Um, a loose copy of it is uh, $13.66. That, you know, it, well, really, it ranges anywhere from, say, $10 to $30. 
Um, yeah, that's not bad at all. If, if you got a complete, you know, box, manual, cartridge and stuff, it goes for about $75, $80. It's not too bad. Yeah, that's not terrible considering the NES. I mean, that means it's it's not like one of those games. It's like 300 400 for the complete in box. Oh, no. Now, if you was and to... And there are plenty of them. If you was to find it new, complete in box, it is a $800 price tag on it. You know, and that that's basically factory sealed. Now, if you had if you had one that was fa- I believe if you was to get it graded, it would be a factory sealed version that you would get graded. And mm-hmm. what I'm seeing here is that it, there's one that goes for two thousand dollars. Holy shit! That's so crazy. Yeah, people out there pay it. I don't know why, but they do. Yeah, if we knew twenty five years ago, even twenty years ago, when like the 64 games you know we could still see them at walmart you know um just would have known don't (laughs) leave the boxes keep the boxes keep everything yeah dude i think i think everybody feels that way about so many things especially in 64 games because fucking everybody threw those boxes out oh yeah like i mean i don't have any and i have a lot of in 64 games that are my childhood games like the same exact carts and everything i don't have a single box for any of them I have like the little assortment tray yeah. that yo take your game out of the original box and put it in this plastic tray and treat it like a cassette holder you know right where you just got a little slide out and you got all your games in one spot throw the boxes away yeah mine are literally in the same box that they were in when i was 10 years yeah. old yeah they're still in that exact same shoe box we missing any notes on Batman? Um, Is there anything else? I think that covered it pretty well. I didn't know if we missed anything. We already talked about the fantastic soundtrack, which is the best part of this game. <laughs> oh, definitely. It it really keeps me motivated. Like it was so good. I mean, it's definitely something I would I would listen to outside of the game just to kind of get that little music groove going on, get me pumped up at the skate park or something. A little warm oh, no up. Doubt. Mm-hmm. Damn, sorry about that. My phone keeps going off. Um, oh yeah, you're a speedrunner. What are your chances of speedrunning this? Uh, honestly, it's it's not zero, but it's a game where I would have to invest a lot of time and um, absorb a lot of information. Even though it's a, a NES game, just knowing when and where and what to do you know especially with some of the boss fights and how right not really intimidating but just knowing that if i die i would have to start the level over again you know that's uh just knowing the boss cycles and being able to hit the right patterns um mm-hmm. now the speed run world record man there's no i think it's right around 10 minutes yeah, we watched it. It was like right at 10 minutes. Right after we finished beating the game, we turned on the speed run. And you were like, all right, yo, you got to watch this. And I was in awe. I was like, what just took us four hours? This guy just did in like 10 minutes. Yeah. What the hell? Man, yeah. <laughs> it, dude, it's so insane how, how good people are at these games. Because, I mean, they are they're old clunky games that if you just hit it right and you, you got the patterns, man, you can just storm through them. Yeah. Um, so I looked up the speed run and it got updated three weeks ago to a nine minute and forty seven second speed run held by God. Indies SWE. And if you ever wanted to check it out and see how good this game is, like watching the world record speed run is fun, but look up a race. The, oh, a speed run race. The yeah. races, man. The race for this game is so good because they're. The two runners, um, I remember one, one of them's name is Dexter, and I, I can't recall the other one, but they are like seconds apart, and just being that, having two people that good at a game and running against each other, it's exciting. I really do enjoy watching it. Yeah, I totally agree. It was a... I wasn't... Awesome Go games ahead. done quick. One, one of the GDQ events, whenever I really noticed that you know how good this game is and how good people have gotten at it because previously before watching the speed run for it 
I had gotten, I think I, this was the, the one time I did beat it shortly after that, I saw the speed run for it and it just blew me away because I sat there for five hours, you know, hurt thumbs, <laughs> butt mashing, yeah. trying to beat this. So yeah, it's crazy how good people can get at video games, especially old NES games. And you've gotten me into watching speed runs more or less. I don't really speed run, but you got me into watching them and it is really cool to watch, man. They're exciting. What are you speed running nowadays? Anything? Oh, uh, no. No, I was <laughs> speed running Resident Evil 8 or uh, Resident Evil Village. And I'd gotten oh, like yeah. a pretty decent time. My record time was like one forty, an hour, 42 minutes or, or something similar. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, hold on, Cole. I'll be right back. Piss break? Yeah. Sorry. I did the exact <laughs> same thing, dude. It's like, damn, dude. I like. <laughs> I know it was getting bad. I mean, it was getting so bad. <laughs> We're like 50 minutes into it thinking it would only be 30, like you said earlier, you know. I told you, man, that's how it goes. I will definitely be editing some stuff, but, I mean, this is going to be in 52. This is going to be at least a 40-minute episode, so yeah. good job, man. And, really good job. Yeah, good thing about it is that you are editing, too, because um, there's probably like a few more topics we could talk about it that we probably should have talked about in the beginning. What, uh... What you thinking? There are four different versions of this game. Uh, the one that we played, of course, was on the uh, awesome NES. And then they have a version for the Genesis. And in the Genesis, you get a uh, grapple hook that you don't get in the NES version. Now, there's also a Game Boy version, too. And the Game Boy, uh, it doesn't really hold as much of a good score as the NES or the Sega version. But um, it features Batman attacking with a gun and is the least relatable to the movie. Now, I haven't played the Game Boy version, but... Uh, yeah, I haven't played the Game Boy version either, but I do have a modded Game Boy that I can just drop ROMs onto, so I'm kind of interested just to load that up. It's either got to be dumbed down or it's impossible to beat. I can't imagine playing that on a Game Boy well, if it's the same. Um, with this saying that, you know... Batman, it features Batman attacking with a gun. You probably don't have as many options for uh, attacking as you do in the NES or Sega version. You know, because those, you, you can cycle through through weapons. Um, right. So I, I bet the Game Boy version probably only has, like, fist and a gun. Right. Uh, maybe Batarang and a gun, or maybe even just a gun. But then the fourth version is the PC version. And that was only released in Japan. It was never released in North America, and it's kind of an action puzzle style game. That's real weird. I, I would like to look that up after this, probably. Yeah. To see what it's about. I'd almost <laughs> imagine it'd be like Yoshi's Cookies or yeah. Dr. Mario, you know, something more kind of oh, te- so <laughs> like Tetrisy or something. Right. Hey, a Batman Tetris game with that. Uh first level soundtrack man that could that could hit man <laughs> uh, be getting high be scores jamming yep i i mean fuck dude i would like to play dr mario with the batman soundtrack on i do play dr mario on the daily so oh uh, now the game was released in japan december 22nd 1989 and then the north american version was february 13th 1990 as per usual, we get it delayed by like three to six months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that's starting to fade away and stuff's just releasing at the same time nowadays. Yeah. In modern gaming. For sure. It's so nice. And I figured out a hack the other day. I haven't done this yet, but I think I might with the release of the new Kirby game. You can change your Switch to New Zealand time. Oh, yeah, and get it like a day and, early. And <laughs> yeah, you get it a day early. It's genius. Um... Now, the Batman original movie was released June 23rd, 1989, so it uh, the game didn't really come out too, too long after uh, what Japan was the same year, and then North America was the uh, year, year after. Yeah, the, I feel like this is definitely one of those games that had a release for the movie, probably just to push sales, but it actually ended up being a masterpiece. Yeah, unlike E.T. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, I mean... I've never played it. I've just seen people play it, and that is a piece of trash, dude. 
Yeah, they knocked it out of the park on this one, yeah. whether it was by accident or not. I don't know. Yeah, the game came out six months after the uh, movie was released. Yeah, so that's exactly why they were trying to just capitalize, essentially, and ended up making something really great. Now, on the uh, on the original version of the game, there's a few differences between the one that we had played and then, I guess, like a pre-development uh, version mm-hmm. of it, where you get a one-up icon... And then you get entirely different cutscenes, and they weren't as um, Tim Burton-like. Didn't really have his kind of visual art style to it. And um, the cutscenes are taken on from uh, the panels in Killing Joke, which I believe was a comic book. It's the one with the Joker taking a picture. He kind of looks like a photographer. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And then the game's uh, original last boss was Firebug, and there wasn't a Joker boss. But instead, Batman defeats the Joker in the ending cutscene. And the art Mm. and dialogue were changed from the prototype of the version to the better reflected look and events from the movie. So I think this this game was developed, uh, like the pre-development was with anticipation for the game to come out. Or not the game, but the movie to come out. And then... Right. Probably saw like how well the movie did and was like, well, we can actually kind of transfer what we have and transform it into sim- more similarities to the movie. You know, they probably added uh, uh, Jack Nicholson, you know, well, they, they added Jack Nicholson into it. And then they probably made Batman more like uh, styled from the movie. Such a great game. Yeah, this would still be a really good game, I feel like, without the Joker as the end, but that adds so much. Yeah. Like I, I literally look at it as like half the game is all the worlds going up to the uh the final boss battle. And then the other half of the game is the last two bosses with the Joker being the finale. <sighs> Fuck dude, I think I think the last two bosses are the hardest part of the game. Like yeah. the rest of the game is kind of a breeze. I feel like I could get through the platforming sections and all the bosses that come before, but I don't know that I could just sit down and beat the Joker. <laughs> yeah, it would, I wish there was a code or something to where, you know, if I was to speedrun it, where I could practice, you know, I could make, like, save states. and. Oh, yeah, you can emulate it. That's the way I tried to play it, and I think that's the only way I ever would beat it. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd want to do it on OG on original yeah just i know you would like just the because like just the <laughs> the uh, hard factor of it you know it's it's insane but that would be one thing that would kind of discourage me from trying to learn the speed run of it was getting to the first boss and then messing up you know and then right. oh man that's you know i'm not saying it would take long to get back to the first boss but you know there's only one way to get there and that's doing it the right way where like any other game nowadays they have um you know there's different strategies there's different routes well you know like any original nes game you know like everything's on a global timer just like mario you know you every time you start the level each enemy is going to be on the same cycle and it's the right. same thing with Batman. So it's like, oh, if I hit the button too early, well, I'm going to continue to hit it too early until I get it right because, you know, the enemies aren't going to change. The only thing right. that's random is the item drop. And um, just grinding, getting the patterns right, getting the sequences. Uh, even, like, the tactical jumps that, that we had done, the, the few little parts of the levels that you can skip over getting those jumps mm-hmm. framed perfect and not falling down half the level you know when you're on the rotating platforms that you know kind of like little uh, conveyors just the grind if there's a way to do save states it would and actually practice on the joker because i would i would be so upset to grind and finally speed run and get to the joker within t- even 30 minutes you know yeah. having a few deaths and then get to the Joker and just not being able to beat it would be very discouraging because then you'd have to go through the whole, like, I'd get, I'd, you know, you eventually you'll be able to get it, but I feel like it would be a lot harder to learn the um, mm-hmm. 
to learn this game and get everything right because there's so little room for error than compared to it's funny compared to resident evil 8 where like you can heal yourself you can have backup strats you can do you know there's so many other um options to keep the right. run going but with you know classic nes and you know trying to speed run batman it would be it would be frustrating but it would be very rewarding and self-fulfilling to actually be like hey man i beat this game in 20 minutes yeah you know, it would be yeah, so no good doubt. yeah man i think if you're really interested in doing it i i mean i think you should emulate it and get some save states and just practice 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 on the joker yeah like get a save state right before the joker with max health and figure it out i'm doing that with a certain game on the nes uh emulating it and using save states that you probably know what it is it's a game that i've been trying to beat for my entire life <laughs> that i want to cover so bad and i still i still can't beat it with save states or i guess i just haven't put in the time into it it's little nemo yeah oh yeah guess. oh i, but I knew it <laughs> i want to beat it so bad and I've gotten pretty far, but my plan is I'm going to use save states, get through it, figure out exactly how to do it, and then I'm going to go into the living room and I'm going to do a for real run on yeah. it. Yeah. Do you know what the speed run time is for? Uh, no, I don't, man. It's probably pretty quick because you, you can do it quickly. Is it Little Nemo? L uh, Little Nemo Dream Master for the NES, yeah. And, like, I don't want to watch people speedrun it because it's a game about finding the keys. So, like, as soon as you know where the keys are, the fun's kind of over. Yeah. Because some of the levels, I don't know where they are. I want to find them. But it's so punishing because you have to, like, when you game over, you lose all the keys. And then you forget where they were. And it's just a whole thing. If you was to guess, what would you think the speedrun time was? Um... Because there's, what, four or five stages in that game as well? Yeah, I'd say it's like 12 minutes. Uh, 23. Okay, 23. That's still super fast. Yeah. Oh, it's it's crazy because I'm sure it, just even getting to that point of, you know, first playthrough taking hours and then cutting time on anything. It's just so so many hours are probably put into it. Yeah, I'm not sure how many levels there are in it, but I know for a fact I've never gotten past the third or the fourth. It's either the third or the fourth level, so I have no idea about the end levels or the bosses, or if there are bosses, I don't want to know. <laughs> I just really want to beat this fucking game, man. <laughs> and as soon as I do, I will be covering it on here, probably solo, because I don't know anybody who wants to play it. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> if I had a copy of it, I, I might give it a, a shot, but... I don't know. I tried it, or maybe I don't know. I just have to watch you play it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe this will be a uh, a return to form. You can come over and watch me beat Little Nemo, yeah, and then we good. can talk about it. <laughs> I have to find my copy of the movie and bring it too, because I I can't believe you've never seen the movie. What Little Nemo? Yeah, I um I started it on YouTube the other day. It is on YouTube, and I got like fifteen twenty minutes into it, and I was like. This is weird. Oh, it's. And I was like, I just, I just can't do it right now. It's like an early '90s child horror movie, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, but I'm gonna watch it. I think it doesn't follow the game exactly canon, but it's, uh, it's got the same characters and stuff. Yeah, 1989. Such a scary. That movie used to give me nightmares. Well, I think that's about got it on Batman. Or you think we're missing any other points? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. But, man, I really, really do appreciate you coming on, making the time to do this, coming over, sharing a good gaming memory with me. It's super fun, man. Oh, thanks for having me over, man. Anytime. I'm a, I love video games, love gaming, and I especially love gaming with friends. Absolutely. You got anything you want to cover next? You got any ideas? If you want to come back on the pod i haven't put any any thought into what i would want to play as a classic game there might be a few things on the bucket list like a, oh kirby kirby's uh which one what dark crystal whatever for the uh for dark the crystal. nintendo 64 oh the uh yeah i know what you're talking about it's called something else crystal shards Crystal shards yeah kirby crystal shards oh hell yeah maybe we ought to do that soon then I'm, i got it ready to ready to roll yep because i haven't played it Kirby and the Crystal Shards. It's a, uh, it'd be a good one. Hell yeah. Beat it in a couple hours or so.
Cool. Well, I'm going to stop the recording and we can hang out for a minute and watch this, um, make sure it uploads and everything. But like I said, once again, man, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. does it for episode three uh if you made it to the end of this thank you so much as always really 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 appreciate you josh coming on here if you're listening to this although you're probably not probably nobody is actually (sighs) till next time guys peace